0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Welcome to the Cricket Badger IPL Daily Podcast 2021, the Indian Premier League 14th edition. It's great to have you with us. From the first match all the way to the final, Chennai Super Kings, Delhi Capitals, Kolkata Knight Riders. Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers, Hyderabad. May the best team win. Brought to you in association with who knows wins. Put your money where your mates are and play along with the cricket badger.
0: our app right now from the apple app store or the google play store and play against your friends with bragging rights and real money on the line who knows wins put your money where your mates are who knows wins in a league of their own
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome along. It's another edition of the IPL 2021 Daily Podcast, and we've just seen the RCB getting home just against the Sunrisers Hyderabad in another one of those close finishes, getting quite used to those in this edition of the IPL. To join me to talk about all of that and plenty more besides, it's Alan Beaker, Claire Sanderson and Neil Varani. I'm going to just keep Neil on cold storage for a second because he's a little bit hot and bothered, our Sunrisers Hyderabad fan. But Claire, I know on the WhatsApp group that we've got, we've been talking over the last sort uh, of 20 minutes or so about what makes a good T20 game I'm all for these 150 plays 148 or whatever hard to finish tense finishes into the final over what more could you want?
3: Well I don't think you could ask for much more unless of course you kneel. But but um, yeah what a thriller uh, yet again the games are starting while I'm at work so I'm getting home as soon as I can seeing as much of, as I can but I don't know if I could take any more what an exciting game yeah Sorry
2: Alan. about that, Neil. <laughs> and, and, and that was a, a little bit reminiscent of yesterday's game where the Mumbai Indians just got home in a low-scoring affair, wasn't it? It's, yeah, it's not necessarily fours and sixes galore and loads and pyrotechnics, but they're exciting matches.
4: But this also brings in some of that skill, doesn't it? So not all these pitches aren't flat roads. You need to have some skill to navigate what the bowlers putting in. Things are changing. It does make for a very exciting match. I mean, yesterday, two, two hours out, I thought Mumbai Indians are definitely going to lose. There's no way with Russell and Karthik there that Mumbai Indians can lose. Today, I was thinking Pandey and Bears show there and I think they needed 35 runs in four overs. Now in T20, that is a walk in the park impossible that they would lose right and then one over changes the whole thing I think it brings that poise that it brings in some of the greater nuances of the game as well so if you have a spinner bowling and what do you do what shots do you bring out I I just think it was fantastic
2: Neil let's bring you in then you've had a chance to just maybe just calm down a tad 149 for eight RCB made and as Alan was saying there at one stage it looked like the sunrises were pretty much nine toes across the line. It should have been a walk in the park, shouldn't it?
5: It really should have been. I was having horrible flashbacks to our game against RCB from last season in the UAE where we had eight wickets in hand going into the last five and needed 40 and somehow managed to completely throw that away. Everyone seemed to lose their head um, during, I don't know, what they gave them during that drinks break. It was, uh, yeah, it was was all very headless. Everyone started hitting it in the air when Panda and uh, Warner had been very good at uh, keeping the ball on the ground and not taking any chances. And then every single uh, shot seemed to pop up and go to hand. I know in the final
2: stages of a a chase like that, you've got plenty of men back on the fence, but we see a lot of catches in the outfield, don't we, where batsmen are just swinging with their heads in the air, just hoping really for the best that they can clear the ropes and get six runs. It it would be more sensible, wouldn't it? Just to knock it into the gaps and make sure you run two. And if you time it nicely, get a four.
5: Yeah, and Chennai is a big ground. There are a lot of twos out there if you just play sensibly. Now, I think there was a comparison before to yesterday's game, but there was a difference here, Um, in that Mumbai have got Bumrah and Bolt at the death, who are both world-class. Now, with all due respect to RCB's bowling lineup, they're not to the same standard, so there wasn't any need to give those chances. Um, just simple game management. The kind of thing that Kane Williamson brought last season when he played would have got us home. I know that wickets fall at the end. It's getting very tough um, at the back end in Chennai, but eight wickets in hand, there was absolutely no need to start popping up in the air like that. Bairstow uh, straight after uh, the strategic timeout and even more ridiculously, Pandey right after Bairstow had gone. And these guys are supposed to be the experienced ones in the team. It was just an over of madness That's
2: completely derailed us. I reckon we could just prod Neil all evening and just have about four hours on this podcast of Neil just ranting, but we'll move around the group a little bit. Claire, um, you're our Kings 11 stroke Punjab Kings fan um, into this season and Glenn Maxwell, he did nothing for Kings Eleven last year, did he? He was absolutely woeful with the bat, didn't hit a single six all the way through it, turns up in an RCB shirt and suddenly starts scoring runs.
3: Yeah, quite unbelievable. I mean, I think I was pretty shocked the way um, they bidded for him in the auction and I was like, mm, this guy did nothing last season kind of thing. And then, yeah, Comes in, two great innings, and I'm sure I just heard him say it's his first 50 in the last five years of IPL. So I don't know, don't know what that's about, but um, yeah, good on him. But yeah, what a bizarre turnaround of events, but at least he's shown his worth his salt a little bit. Don't you feel a bit
2: short-changed, though, as a Kings Eleven fan last season? I mean, he scored runs either side of the IPL and was poor in the IPL, and then he turns up in another shirt and all of a sudden he's scoring runs again. It's uh, Kings Eleven got the worst of Glenn Maxwell, didn't they?
3: Yeah, absolutely. There were all those innings where you thought, in comes Maxwell, you know, last season, and here he's going to, you know, this is his forte, he's going to smash the winning runs, and he did nothing. And yet, um, like, yeah, like you say, he's come along and he's producing the goods. Yeah, rubbing a bit of salt in the wound but never mind that's the way the cookie crumbles
2: blackratcricket.co.uk you've probably spent lockdown dreaming about scoring runs and taking wickets but we'll let Blackrat Cricket kit you out and take you towards success blackratcricket.co.uk they've got a swanky new website and if you quote Badger when you check out you can get yourself 15% off blackratcricket.co.uk Join the infestation. And Mumbai Indians fan. Obviously, Rohit Sharma, cool and calm and collected. Yesterday wasn't easy, saw Mumbai across the line. Virat, is far from cool and calm and collected, but he saw RCB across the line. It takes some doing, doesn't it, in the field like that, both for Mumbai and for RCB, when the game's against you to still see it at home.
4: Both of these guys are such experienced operators, right? It's that You expect them to stay cool, calm and collected. Now, Virat is much more expressive than Rohit. I don't think they're even in the same zip code when it comes to how calm they both stay. But at the end of the day, we're not seeing so much of this. Whether it's India, RCB, or, or you know, even playing in 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 some of the domestic teams before, you know, he's got so much experience in there. You would expect him to have learned from there, and you know, and you see that growth as a captain even from earlier when he first became a captain to now. So you expect him to do the right things. I also think there were a couple of things that he did that made sense. You know. When Bairstow and Pandey were batting in there, he obviously got Shabazz Ahmed in there. But Shabazz Ahmed wasn't introduced in when you had Warner there. So I think, again, you know, some smart smart thinking on his standpoint. And, you know, I think he made a move with Shabazz coming in at the 16th over, which is usually fairly late for a slow left armor to bowl in there. But, you know, I think that move uh, works spectacularly. And, you know again, Virat chose some trust in Harshal as well to bowl some of the last overs. So I think you know just identifying who you have and understanding your team's strengths and weaknesses going from there. So I think well done to Virat. I said on our WhatsApp group earlier, and it's
2: well documented on this podcast, my thoughts on Virat's captaincy at times. I think he follows the ball with the field. He did that a few times today, um, to be fair. And he walked off today and uh, basically almost murdered a chair as he walked off in his frustration at, at being out. I made a couple of comments and Samson, who was our RCB fan, was defending Vera on there, but I I think Vera is. In my mind, I'm a massive fan. 85% genius stroke legend. There's 15% of him that annoys the hell out of me, though. I just don't like that bit where he just takes it a little bit too far at times. Anna.
4: I think he's learning as well. I think this is a different Virat compared to what we would see earlier in the field. Is he going to be expressive? I think he is. This is his personality. He gives us, you know, he's very passionate about what he does. And you're certainly going to see it. However, you see him off the field. And I don't know whether you'll see a more gracious person out there. He's really so-
2: softly spoken isn't he? When you see him interviewed, yeah. he's really softly spoken. He's lovely,
4: very much so. And you know, even Champions Trophy, I think India lost to Pakistan, and you could see Virat going and joking with some of the Pakistan boys. So you know, obviously plays his game to the hardest, and then you know, off the field, he's a different person. Now, do we need to hit a chair with a bat as you go out? Maybe not, but is it the worst thing in the world? I don't think that it's you know it should be counted for that much I, I do think that you know it's fine as to how he plays it where he goes there is not a lot of personal abuse or anything like that going on with Virat so I think you know at this point I'm okay with his behavior because this is his personality you can't expect everybody to have a Rohit Sharma or a Dhoni personality uh, you know sometimes or Owen Morgan for that matter Owen Morgan is not
2: normal you don't you, you can't have ice running through your veins like that and be classed as normal he's just far too much the other way I just felt on the, on the smashing the chair as you walked off today it was only about another five paces and he was out outside down the tunnel into the dressing room to get his pads off and it, that's done for a reason he's done that that because he can see his players watching him and he knows the cameras are on him that, that, that to me I think is poor
4: do you really think so though he gets. He knows that cameras are always on him. At some point in time, you got to let the not, man not, be not, as well. Not
2: when, you, not when you're in the dressing room, not, though, are they? He, you know, if he's going to have a tantrum, do it behind closed doors for me.
4: Well, but you've seen behind the tantrum too. Sometimes, you know, there'll be camera there or something they'll follow. And I know that in this IPL, certainly nobody goes in the dressing room. So certainly a point there. But I just don't know whether it's the worst thing in the world. You know, is is that something that can be avoided? Absolutely. But even Dravid threw his cap down, uh, you know, once in one match, uh, you know, a few <laughs> years ago. So if Dravid do that, I think we are that's fine.
2: Yeah, I mean I'm not suggesting he gets a ban or anything. He just annoys me. And it's just I, I want to love him. And eighty five percent of me absolutely is in love with him, Claire. Just fifteen percent of him really does annoy me. And how do you see him, Claire?
3: Well I've always been a massive fan of Virat. Obviously he's his batting and his skills are supreme. And yeah, he gets a bit shirty and hes you he, he can see the aggression and the fire in him, but that's his determination to win. I mean, I didn't see the incident with the chair. And just from what you guys have just said, I'd have been thinking, well... You know, if he he knew the cameras are on him and if he was consciously thinking about what he was doing, maybe he wouldn't have wanted that to be seen. So it just seems like it's the reaction in him. It's just that fierce level of competition and aggression with him. And that's him. But as well, like Anand was saying, a few years back, there was a lot more fire and it felt a lot more um, directed. Uh, whereas now I think it's just his his urge to win. The good
2: news from Chennai is that the chair is doing well. It's in hospital, had a few x-rays, <laughs> but I think it's going to be okay. Neil, looking at sunrises and obviously two defeats now in this IPL, they had a really poor start last season, didn't they, and came through and made the playoffs. But are you concerned
5: at all yet? Have you seen anything that makes you worried or are you still hopeful? I'm a little bit... Concerned with the way that we're playing more than the results. I mean, the results aren't great, um, especially since Chennai is about as close to Hyderabad as you're going to get in terms of uh, conditions. These tough batting conditions with lots for the bowlers are usually the sort of pitches that we would do very well on. And this sort of pitch today, I thought we should have uh, won. It. In fact, I was a bit surprised. At the toss, um, by all accounts, there wasn't going to be much due, due to the temperature in Chennai today. So the standard Sunrises way, the Tom Moody way, would have been to bat first, get 160 on the board, and then and then bowl the team out for 130. So I was very surprised to hear and, that we were going to...
2: And this. last season, Neil, David Warner was the one captain that started kind of bucking the trend with the toss, wasn't
5: he? Yeah, and uh, we also saw what happened... Yesterday we saw that the, these pitches um, get slower throughout the evening. While there has been a bit of dew in some of the games, it hasn't really had that much of an effect. Um, I think so. Make three matches in in Chennai and three wins for the um, for the team batting first, or is it four matches? It really seems to bug the trend that the one thing that even before the start of the season concerned me was you probably got as diametrically opposed as possible coaches in Bayliss and Moody in the way that they approach the game and how that's going to work with um, Moody brought back in as the director of cricket and Bayliss as the coach was yet to be seen. In- I, I and all- Trev-
2: I love Trevor Bailey when they do, you know they, they do those pitchside interviews Neil and he comes across to the camera and some of them are quite lively, aren't they? Some of them are all joking and everything. Trevor Bailey looks like it's the last thing in the world that he actually wants to do. But he did say the other day that he seemed to be getting on quite well with Tom Moody and he hadn't worked with him before, um, but seems to be getting on quite well. But he's not going to say anything else at this stage is he
5: no absolutely and I'm sure you know they both seem like personable guys I'm sure they get on personally very well but their criticism philosophies are really quite different and I don't think that we have the squad to play um, the Bayless way that he had with England we don't have the batting depth you look at our team and you've got Nadim and Natarajan at the bottom all right booby can hold a bat but you're not going to ask him to score 10 off the last over and Rashid is an absolute live wire but we bat to you know eight um at most so playing that way is is not really in our makeup a lot more uh measured way of playing would probably suit us quite well and there seems to be a uh, a mixed mindset at times i think
2: so some concern for neil then on this sunrise, Claire you're our Punjab Kings fan obviously got off to a, a winning start the other day against the Rajasthan yeah. Royals having said that Rajasthan Royals I think are prote- uh, potentially 8th place so you, maybe you've guaranteed yourself 7th at, at the very least but and, I mean that's a good, <laughs> good start though isn't it I mean you want to get off to a good start in these tournaments get a win in your first game regardless of who it's against is, is a good thing
3: yeah and um, I, I thought a good win in the end um, you know like uh, I think we <laughs> commented you know they leave it till the last you know there's no um, sort of margin for error in that last couple of overs, but I thought they played well. I mean, it was nice to see big scores put on by, like Deepak could have smashed it, and KL Rahul, the boss, got a few runs. And then, um, yeah, the bowlers really held it together in the end. I thought, um, yeah. Good performance, I was chuffed, really The, the, chuffed.
2: the, the rebrand though and the, the renaming to the Punjab Kings, I mean, we saw Delhi Capitals do it and they have gone off and, and third and then second. Punjab Kings, it was very much the same kind of stuff, wasn't it? And we saw them so close in a number of games last year and exactly the same in their first game. They're, they're never dull to watch, are they?
3: Yeah, not exactly the same I think last year. It was very similar, except losing. So, you know, to have that close finish and win... Must feel really good for the team, you know, to know that you, you can get over the line. And yeah, it, I mean, I was impressed and very happy with that. And looking forward to uh, to some more wins, hopefully. To game
2: number two coming up soon. Yeah, and the uh, Mumbai Indians—they're my team as well as you know. But the the loss in the first game was no surprise. They never win their first match. But as Neil said uh, yesterday on the on the podcast, and as I tweeted again this morning, tend to get off to a fairly slow start, Mumbai Indians, and they gradually kind of gather pace as they go through the tournament and then win it at the end, don't they? Good thing for Mumbai yesterday was that was a game they should, they had no right to win really, and if they're winning those at uh, this stage of the competition that's a good sign
4: it certainly is a good sign and you know that this team certainly has all the components to get it together so while the first two performances have been a little shaky you know that this team can get it together there are a couple of concerns as to how what's actually been going on with Pollard, Pandya, as well as Krunal Pandya. So, I mean, if you look at Hardik, Kronal and Pollard, you know, what's actually going with that batting order? Because typically you expect, you know, Hardik or Pollard to actually, you know, get things going and really smack it out of the park. But there's been really good targeted bowling to both of them. And we saw some of that against Hardik by England, you know, when they were here very recently. And I think, you know, you certainly see that with IPL teams, there's all this amount of scouting that's going on. So now it's really going to come down to Hardik and as well as Kyron, how well can they counter this back? Because I think they're the people who give that sort of fill up at the very end. Uh, at the start you expect Dickok and Rohit to you know do their thing. This is fairly normal and Sky and Nishan have been pretty good. But what's really going on between the two there? The second concern that I think MI has is what happens on spin-friendly wickets. Now we did see what happened when Rahul Cheher actually got things going and he got a few wickets and actually changed the whole the dimensions of the entire match. That's one place where Mumbai is also a little lacking because apart from him. Uh, Cronal is more of a defensive spinner. So it's interesting what they'll do with the squad as they go forward, or what it they do with figuring out, you know, how do we tackle these challenges. So I think they got a few, they, they got to come up with a couple of tweaks.
0: Who knows wins? Put your money where your mates are. Download the app now from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store.
2: Thank you to Who Knows Wins for the support of these podcasts. Neil, you are predicting this week, aren't you? I imagine you went for sunrises today.
5: I did. So I haven't um, haven't steeled myself yet to see how I finished up in the leaderboard. I imagine it's not at the top. Although I did my standard thing of uh, staying well in contention and then falling away right at the end. Well,
2: there's hope, there's life and all the rest of it, all those cliches. Um, I don't think I won today either, to be honest. So we may, may have handed the crown this week to somebody else out there. Um, But the uh, second week is up there on the Who Knows Wins app. Download that on any app platform that you use. And you can take myself, Neil, and some of the other badges on as we go through week two of the IPL. It's a predictions competition. I think next week we're predicting who wins the game and which team is going to score the most sixes in that match. And you get points for if you get the prediction right and it builds up in the league as you go through the, uh, the week. And the person with the most points at the end of it. Scoops the prize pot, and I don't think that's going to be either Neil or myself this time. But thanks to Who Knows Wins and uh, play along with us.
0: Who Knows Wins, put your money where your mates are. There's over 25,000 players and over one million pounds already won. The biggest community pot was 31,000 pounds, and there's over 12,000 leagues created. Download our free app and play against your friends and family with bragging rights and real money on the line. Who knows wins in a different league. Let's have a
2: look at the, head then, um, at the end of this podcast today to tomorrow's game, um, which sees the uh, Rajasthan Royals back in action against the Delhi Capitals. And Rajasthan have had body blows left, right and centre, haven't they? They've uh, lost now Ben Stokes from their squad. Jofra Archer is yet to come into India to return to action. He's kind of back into training in England, monitored by the England camp. Delhi Capitals as well. They've had some blows too with COVID tests. Anirik Norki, a positive COVID test. He's in quarantine. he's Rabada that travelled with him is having to isolate as well because he's been in close contact with Norquia. So both of these teams, Neil, as we come into this game tomorrow, are just a little bit hamstrung, aren't they?
5: Very much so. Um, I think Rajasthan are getting down to the bare bones. In a way, uh, I think it works out okay for them because um, my thoughts on Ben Stokes as a T20 player are that his reputation um, is more than his... His actual outputs, and this gives a good chance to either Liam Livingston or David Miller, both who I think are excellent. With Delhi, it may give another game to. To Chris Wokes, um, which isn't the worst thing in the world. I, I, if, I thought
2: Wokes did really well in the first game, but, but they only bowled him three overs, didn't they? But with a with new ball, when it was just moving a little bit, he's very, very dangerous, isn't he? And, and when you look at the Delhi Capitals, I mean, no team that's got Henrik Norke in there and Kehisa Rabada can really be happy about missing those two guys because they were two of the leading lights of the tournament last year. But Chris Wokes is no mug.
4: I'm a big fan of Chris Wokes. I think that, you know, he should be playing every international match for England, you know, very. Wherever in the world they play it, but uh, you know, I think he can more more than enough, you know, keep up with the Rabada and Norqueir. If there is swing. Now, if there is no swing, then, you know, there's a little bit of challenge with Vokes. But as long as he's used up front, I think, you know, and he gets a ball to move, he's great.
2: How do you see it, Claire, tomorrow with the uh, the Rajasthan Royals taking on the Delhi Capitals? Delhi obviously finished second last year. Rajasthan Royals finished bottom of the pile. Do you see them going similar kind of directions this time?
3: For sure, uh, Delhi are going to miss, you know, their two main strike bowlers. Absolutely. And um, so maybe that takes the edge off you know, where they were for last year. Yeah, Rajasthan, just uh, they haven't really fired. And like you say, without Joffrey Archer and Ben Stokes, who is either going to come off or not, but he's good in the field unless he breaks his hand. Um, you know, there's two, there's two big gaps in both of the teams. So I think, yeah, it would be an interesting match to see who can step up. Like the guys have said, nice to see Chris Wokes getting a shot, at playing some games. We've not seen much of him, you know, internationally over the last year. So that'd be, that's nice that other people are getting that opportunity. Should be another cracking game, I'd say.
2: Well, they've all been cracking. It would be a disappointment it if it wasn't, wouldn't it? Because be, it's been a fantastic start to this IPL. It really has. We've seen, obviously, today RCB getting their second win of the competition. They become the first team in the uh, group phase to go to two wins, but Delhi could join them tomorrow. The Rajasthan Royals will be trying to get off to a, well, get themselves off the zero mark after losing to the Punjab Kings in their first game. Very quickly, just the team name from each of you. Neil, who wins tomorrow?
4: Delhi, even, even with Tom Curran. Anand. Delhi because of Pretuisha. Claire.
2: Delhi. Just because. Just yeah. because, just because, 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 because. And I think I'm going to add my vote for Delhi as well. So sorry, Rajasthan fans out there. We haven't got too many hopes for your chances, but this IPL and the way these T20 matches go, that is really no guide, I don't think. We've seen some terrific games so far. What a start to this IPL. And we're only just starting. We have plenty more to come. My thanks to Anand, to Claire and to Neil for joining me on the podcast today. And as we've got all of that plenty more to come, we'll be back every single day as we go through all the way to the final of IPL 2021 I've been James the Cricket Badger I'll see you again tomorrow
1: brought to you in association with who knows wins put your money where your mates are and play along with the Cricket Badger thanks for listening we'll be back every day throughout IPL 14 have your say on Twitter on at cricket underscore badger. We'll see you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.
5: With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.